Job this morning. I was also going to go to Job, and I'm still going to touch something, but that right there just got into my Job part. You need to understand the enemy has to ask permission to even touch you. That, that right there is information that you can, you can use to, to know and stand on that the enemy's not in charge. Amen. Anytime you've got to ask permission means that you're not in charge. That's why my children ask me for things because I'm in charge and they're not. And now my married daughter who's pregnant right now for the second time, her husband looks at me like a little bit sideways on that one. <laughs> I'm not in charge anymore. Now, <laughs> and I know that well. I know my part. Um, so no, no cough drop happened, did it? I think she already checked, honey. She doesn't know you got a stash. Well, now I want to know where the stash is. I'll wait. Before I get this menthol, because this menthol thing right here will get everything loose. And uh, I don't want, then I'll be asking for Kleenexes up here. No, 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 thank you. I'm making a bigger deal. I've got y'all all paying attention to what I don't need you to have to pay attention to. But thank you. Thank you so much. You're so sweet. Um, Psalm 100, and I'm not going to be lengthy. I just, I don't, my voice doesn't have it to be lengthy today. Um, but Psalm 100 is a psalm of thanksgiving. You know that. It, it, and in the sense of thanksgiving, I, I want you to know that there are seven Hebrew words for praise. This word thanksgiving right now is, is a Hebrew word. Thank you. Mm, backups. Oh, hallelujah. Anybody need to borrow one? Sorry. <laughs> you like that, don't you? <laughs> I'll share back. How about that? Um, it, the, these words, we don't know what they, they, we know what they mean because we can look them up, but we don't hear these words, but it is a toda. Say toda. Toda is a confession of thanksgiving, and this psalm is a confession of thanksgiving. And we are supposed to confess thanksgiving unto God because there are things that we can't accomplish, but He can accomplish. And He can accomplish them through us, but He does them all by Himself at the same time. It's something that we can't achieve without Him. And it says this, Make a joyful shout to the Lord. One translation says, Joyful noise to the Lord, all ye lands. I, I love that, make a joyful noise. When Christine and I, before we had ever even gotten into ministry, we were helping out with, with uh, young children. And uh, she and another lady in the church had started a children's choir. And they gave it the best name ever for a children's choir. It was called Joyful Noise. Joyful Noise. It wasn't called Joyful Music from Children. It was called a Joyful Noise. But how many of you know when you have, when you have presentations and, and it's the children up here, they can't get it wrong. If, if we try to sing and we're all people know us, they're like, oh, that, that was off. But if children, they can sing anything and it's all okay. Well, let me just tell you, your praise unto the Lord, it doesn't have to be in tune. It just has to be in tune with Him and who He is. And He accepts that and He loves that. And not only does He love it, He expects it. And he says, from all ye lands, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all ye lands. This is going to answer the question for, for, you know, 
Why do we do some of the things that we do? Why do we raise our hands? Why do we shout? Why do we praise loud? Don't, don't you know that the Lord can hear you? Believe me, I'll, I'll tell you right now, I know the Lord can hear you when you don't have any words left. Because I've been at the place with the Lord when I didn't have any words left, but I know He heard me. He heard my grunt. grunt. He heard my moan. He heard, I just invented a new word, grunt. He heard my groan and my grunt and my moan at the same time. And I didn't have anything left to give him, but my heart was still crying out to him. Has anybody, anybody ever been there? I've enjoyed and appreciated the prayers of other people. When I had run out of things to pray, I knew those around me were still praying. It's, it, 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 it's a beautiful thing. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us. You got to know that. He made you. He created you. He knows everything about you. And it is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. We, we get into trouble. He's made us, not we ourselves. We, we, we've got a term in America that we call a self-made man. No, you're not. No, you're not. You didn't make yourself. He made you. We will get to trusting in what we've done. That, that's the problem of a wealthy man a lot of times. Now, I, I, I'm not going to preach against wealthy people because some of the most wealthy people and some of, some of the most blessed people in my life are some of the wealthiest people in my life. And I'm not saying that too, because y'all know I don't preach like a prosperity message. But I have noticed in their lives, I have never seen anybody give more out of their pockets than those people. So they were actually blessed to be blessed. And that's the way that it should be. And I, I would also submit to you that things may go better for people if they learned that flow. I can tell you why our church is blessed. Our church is blessed because you give. But I make sure, and you could check with Debbie on this, to make sure that we're always giving out. We, we've got to keep the flow going. It, it is impossible for us to stop God. I mean, it's possible for us to stop His flow, but it's when we try to stop things up. We keep a flow going. Amen. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him. And bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endures to all generation. All generations. This passage deserves way more than I'm going to be able physically to give to you this morning. But just know this. His mercy is everlasting. Will you say that to the person beside you? His mercy is everlasting. Now look at him dead in the eye and say it again. You need to understand his mercy is everlasting. All right, y'all said it laughing. This, this time say it seriously. Look at him and say his mercy is everlasting. We can sit right here on these pews and be feeling like that we're in jeopardy of losing it all with God and that we may have already left, uh, messed it up so bad. And we're, even though we're sitting right here at church on one of these pews, that we know that we're in trouble because the enemy's lying to us. The enemy's lying to you. He's making you feel like you failed. He's making you feel like... Yeah, yeah, how did he say to enter in? What does the word say? Enter in with what? 
if we're not careful, that we'll, we'll, we'll come entering in with doubt. We'll come entering in with questions. We'll, we'll come entering in with fear. And he's erasing all that. He says, enter in with thanksgiving. You know why he said enter in with thanksgiving? One of the reasons is this. He's got way more for you than you could have ever deserved anyway to start with. So if it were based on you deserving something, then you maybe you should come in. Maybe you should come in another way. But because of God and His goodness, you can come in with thankfulness every time. Because He's better than we are. And His mercy is everlasting. And believe this, you did not wear His mercy out yesterday. And you haven't worn it out today either. And it's everlasting. It's the most durable thing that there is, is the mercy of God. And aren't you grateful for that? Amen. Me too, Scott. I'm grateful for that. We're grateful for that. I heard somebody else. I'm grateful for your mercy, Lord. It's everlasting. Your truth endures to all generations. You need to understand that. I'll just say this about his truth. Be on the right side of his truth. It's going to be hard to mistake it because it's in his word. I said it's going to be hard. Boy, it got quiet on that one. It's going to be hard to mistake God's truth because it's written down for us. And he says, don't change one thing. It said, not a jot or a tittle. Those were the smallest punctuation marks in the language that it was written in. And he said, don't even change that. Don't change the accent of it. Don't change one thing about it. You cannot add to it, and you cannot take away for it. It's my truth, and it's my word. And we're living in a culture right now that wants truth to be very... Uh, uh, however, whatever your truth is, I'm good with that. And we know how jacked up that is already. Tolerance is not tolerated. Those people are intolerable. Ah, I'm going to, y'all are looking at me like I'm about to get political. I'm just going to keep moving. The truth is God's word, and you'll find yourself on the right side of it or the wrong side of it. And it will not be a scratch your head. Am I on the right side of it? Or gee whiz, am I on the wrong side of it? No, you'll know. His spirit living inside of you will let you know, whoa, 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 get, get back from that line. Because here's what Christians want to know. From the time I was a youth pastor a long time ago, I would hear this theme among kids, and then I found out it's among adults too. How close to that line can I walk and still get to heaven? That's still a question today. And even if people don't ask it with their lips, they ask it with their actions. They're walking right up to that line. I'll move on. I'm not expecting a lot of amens yet. I want to... Focus on verse 4. Because verse 4, I told you a minute ago that there are seven praise words in the Hebrew. Four of them are used in this one verse. Four of them are used in this one verse right here. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. That's todah. That is a proclamation. That is a confession of thanksgiving. So there's a way that we're supposed to enter into his gates. And into his courts with praise. Praise is this word, tehillah. 
I didn't say tequila to those who, who used to be on that side or whatever. Whatever happened with around the tequila and the worm. See, I say things to hear who's laughing sometimes. Then I get a. Then I I, I know that I'm in the right place. Enter his gates with a proclamation of thanksgiving and into his courts with tehillah. That's praise. That's a song containing praise. That's why we play these instruments. That's why we strum these guitars. That's why we beat those drums. It's because it's in line with praising him. There's another psalm that says, find an instrument to play and praise me on it. Literally. Find some way to make praise for me outside of just what you can do. And I, I, I love that. I love that. Be thankful to him. That, that word thankful is yada. Give thanks to him. That actually means to throw or to cast as stones. To show or point out with the extended hands. So as you're praising that yada praise and that being thankful to him is actually that extended hand. That's why. That's why. It's not just an extracurricular motion. It's not just something that we're asking you to do. It's something that's in line with praise from long ago. When they, they actually took words and, and said, we call it all praise. And they say, well, that's a particular type of praise. Why, they would say, you'd say, why has he got his hand raised? Oh, they'd say, that's a yada praise. It's like, 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 like casting. Like, like casting out. Mm, I love this. I actually, uh, someone sent me on a fly fishing excursion about 10 days ago. Paid for me to have a guide take me up into the mountains of North Carolina. Let me just tell you, that's one of the nicest gifts I've ever had. All day long. And it just so happened when we got there, they, they, they stocked fish twice in the fall. It was one of those days. And I would say between us, we caught 100 trout on a fly rod. Fly rod, fly fishing is the most difficult of all the fishing types because, because you've got to cast a certain way. And his knowledge and our eagerness to have fun getting together, we, just, we, we, we caught trout. We literally were in one pool, and I, I promise you this is truth. Your dad, I could take one person with me. I took your dad faster. A uh, friend of mine, Scott Robinson, and he got to laughing at me that he was just on the next rock over, and the, 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 the fish had not made it from that pool to this pool yet. He was surrounded in fish. He was like, John, come down here. I go around there, and before I, I'm like, I'm all excited. I'm just trying to like get through the rocks. I got on these heavy waders trying not to fall, and I feel my line going, and a trout's on it. And I had I set it down like for the guy to get out of the net, throw the bait back in. Three times before I did anything, I caught trout without even trying anything. Just my line was in the water. So I'm not trying to say I'm the greatest fisherman in the world. It was happening so good. Maybe the blessing that was on me was so good that day. But, but, but to cast the rod. So my praise it, 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 it's an action thing. It's, it's I'm praising God. It, it's something that, that, hey, if we can do this for the Atlanta Braves, da, 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 we look foolish out there in front of everybody and nobody cares. Strip your shirt off, get the shoe polish out, you know, in the middle of 20-degree 
We'll do craziness there, but we'll come here and they're like, hold you. Mm. Hallelujah. He's not scared to praise. He's not scared to praise. Introduce gates with thanksgiving. Confession of thanksgiving. Into his courts with praise. To heal us. Singing to him. Be thankful to him. Casting out a praise with lifted hands. And bless his name. Bless his name. To bless his name. That literally means to bend the knee. To kneel. It's an incredible thing. That The word for that is Barak. But it's like. Watch out for your neighbor beside you if you want to try it. It's like Barach. Barach. You can try it. But I can't be responsible for damages on that one. But it's actually to kneel. So I, I want you to look at this. In, in this, he said, enter with a proclamation of thanksgiving, his gates, into his courts with a tehila praise on the, on the music, with the music, making music. And Yada, be thankful to him and bless his name. Do you see what's going on? You're giving him all you got, and then you're, something is translating at that time. It's like you're, you're. David also said, David said this. This wasn't David's psalm, but he also said this. Wait. David said this that ties up to this that's being said. That his. That he said this, he said, come and magnify the Lord with me. Oh, come and magnify the Lord with me. In other words, I'm going to magnify the Lord. Come magnify him with me. Now, you know it's impossible to magnify God in the, in the sense of making him bigger than he already is. We'll spend eternity trying, right? It, but, it, but, but, but magnifying him and understanding one of the only ways to do that is to make yourself smaller. And, and as you make yourself smaller, he's, he becomes bigger than you are. Just in your eyes alone. That, that's that humility thing. That, that's that thing of, uh, of being uh, in a position when you know that he's so much greater than you are. But I had to look at the words gates. What? What does it mean to enter into his gates? The gates are just simply the assembly of his people together. And that's what it is this morning. So when we come in, we should come in entering with thanksgiving. I would suggest to you, it may be possible that you need to go back right now, get in your car, turn it on, put it in reverse, back up about three feet, put it in drive, pull up, put it in park, Get out of the car, lock it up, walk to this door, and walk in saying, thank you, Jesus. I just wanted to get it right this morning because when I, when I came in, I didn't have it just right this morning. Because there has to be a place that's outside of this place. I, I, I'm not giving you something crazy. I'm helping you understand there, there is a world out there. But when we come together, there needs to be something that breaks off of us but because that it said the assembling of God. It has to mean something. So that's the gates. But then he says, into his courts with praise. In his courts with praise. The courts simply mean this. It's an enclosure, a place surrounded by a fence. You didn't see it, but it's here. There's a fence around God's 
people. There's a hedge around people of God. And we might not always see it, but it's always there. Enter in his gates with thanksgiving, into his court. There has to be enclosed places with you and God. There has to be, and let me tell you what happens. Once you get into thanking God, I believe that this happens. As you thank him properly, there comes a fence around you. That he encloses you. And you are his. And your praise is proof that you know it. You're a child of God. The devil knows that you're a child of God. But I think this is about the devil. Sometimes the devil understands that sometimes you forget you're a child of God. He knows you're a child of God. He's just betting it all that you forgot that you're a child of God for a minute. Have any of you ever forgot you're a child of God for a minute? That's when frustration sets in. That's when begging steps in. That's when pleading steps in. God hears you the first time. God, God hears you the 50th time. And all those times in between, He heard you. And we can't let His timing of His moving block us out of believing that He heard us in the first place. You've got to know that He heard you. So then what it comes down to is simply His timing. It's simply His timing. And the whole time, I'm going to praise Him. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be on my lips. No mention of time for a break. No mention of break. No, no, no mention of a rest period. I, I, I love the black church. They, they, they call it a praise break. But in the praise break, there ain't no break. It's all praise. What they're taking a break yet from is their worry. They're taking a, a, a praise from fear. They're taking a praise, a, a, a break from doubt and fear and anything and anxiety and all of those things and say, I will praise now. Maybe we need to get that praise break going up in here. Hey, I'm just saying. So just to take it back, I was going to talk to you some about Job this morning, but I will just tell you this. When it came to Job... If you'll study that back, you know the story of Job. He lost his family. He lost his livestock and everything. He lost his home. And everything that was left was just his wife over there asking him, you still hold on to that God you serve? You should curse God and die. That was hard. It had to be hard. Who was supposed to be your support was telling you what you ought to do is curse God. But it said, Job said this. It said he worshiped God. And he said this. He said, naked I came into this world and naked I will leave. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I think it's very interesting if you study that back. The very beginning of the chapter of Job, it says this. It says that Job had all of these things, had all of this land, had all of these, this livestock, had, had this huge family, had homes for all of them. And his family, his children would get together and they would throw parties and they would celebrate. And it said this about Job. And it said that he would make burnt sacrifices. He'd get up early the next morning and make burnt sacrifices. 
for his family in case one of them had decided to give up God. That's what it said. That, that, that's incredible to me. And, and God saw, saw all, all of that. But if you look at where the attack came, when the enemy gained permission to attack Job, where did the enemy attack first? His livestock. Why would he attack his livestock first? Burnt offerings, sacrifice. The enemy's first attack was against Job's ability to worship God fully. That tells me something about the power of our worship. That tells me something about the, 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 the depth and, and how much it means when we worship God that we cannot see. Because our belief sees what we cannot see. So, when, when Job said this, he says he worshiped God. He didn't have any livestock to burn. All he had was what was left on his lips at this point. And it said his answer back was this. I will bless the Lord. I came into this world naked. I will leave this world naked. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed. That word blessed right there. When he began to worship the Lord, that word was the Barak, where he came to his knee in his broken place, and he found the Lord right there, and he still poured out a worship to him. Amazing to me. Amazing to me. At your hardest point, at your hardest point, at the most difficult time in life, I, I've always said this, and I know when I first started saying it, I, I could I could feel it in the room. I, I felt it was hard to get to get past that, perhaps because you had you had to to understand. I wasn't talking just physically talking. I was talking spiritually. Praise is always in order. Worship is always in order. At Job's worst time in his life, he gave a Barak worship to God, where he came to his knee and became very humble before God. The God who had given him everything. And as you read on, you understand God restored everything. Not immediately. He had to go through a lot. He still had a lot that he needed to learn about God. And he did. But I just want you to know, your praise is important to God. Your worship is important to God. This is our week of Thanksgiving. This, this, this is our week where, where, you know, we eat pumpkin pies and, and turkeys and all of that stuff. And, you know... I know that it, that it, that it's not cheap. I know I know food is very expensive right now. I paid a, a whopping six dollars for my twenty pound turkey this year. Cause I went to food line twenty nine cents, spend thirty five dollars, get twenty nine cents a pound. I walked out of there feeling like I had cheated everybody. I I felt like I had won. 
I felt like I had won. I felt like raising that turkey above my head in triumph. But this will be the week that we gather our families around us. Most important things that we have. Not our possessions, not anything else. But in the middle of all that, make sure you worship your God. You worship your God. We saw four of the praises in the Hebrew in one scripture. I would give you an assignment this week. Look up what the other three are. It's easy. You, you, you can type it into your phone. Hebrew, seven Hebrew words for praise, and they'll be right there in a description of each one of them. And actively do those. It, it, it'll make your thanksgiving. It, it'll make your thanksgiving. I believe that. Amen. Father, we thank you. We give you praise for everything that you are. Every good thing comes from the Father above. We thank you for it, God. We thank you in the good times. We thank you in the bad times. God, let us always find a way back to the Baroque worship of you where we bend our knee and kneel to you. You increase and we decrease. God, you're so good. We love you. Your thanksgiving, your worship will always be proper. It will always be timely in all of our lives through any circumstance. Thank you for it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I've been given instruction.